0: Who do for do yeah wings with friends ah, mm, wings with friends you got to get the wings to be with the friends doo boom boom Hey everybody, welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and welcome to a very special quarantine edition of Wings (laughs) with Friends. (laughs) I am so lucky to be here with the fabulous Rena Calm.
1: Hi. How are you? It's really good to be anywhere. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm feeling Um, good.
0: Thank you for sanitizing our mics.
1: (laughs) It was a precaution I had not yet thought of. We're taking a lot of extra precautions here. Yeah, yeah, I travel around, so I got to keep some sanitizer wipes with me. And I'm pretty terrified of not being able to get more. But, you know, maybe we'll all get it. And then, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) What if we all get it? And we're talking about coronavirus. In case you weren't sure, oh yeah. In in case another deadly outbreak has broken out, and we're not sure which one, we
1: can't keep track.
0: (laughs) No. I wonder if it has like really amazing side effects, like maybe your skin clears up or like you lose weight or.
1: You know, I think that the only positive side effect in a worst case scenario would be that most of the um, most of the conservatives will die (laughs) because they're old. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> they're like, that's not that's a hoax. Uh, that's not really nice thing to say. But
0: well, we're not in nice times right now, Rena yeah. so say what you want.
1: Well, um, yeah, here we are.
0: So I'm so lucky that you were able to uh, have some wings with me, and since you're in town. If you re- can call it that, wings, but. <laughs> well, normally we make fun of vegan wings, and uh, we make fun of boneless wings, but.
1: You really, know... even when I ate meat, I wouldn't eat regular wings. I would only eat boneless wings because that freaked me out.
0: I'm going to tell you, like, I pander to whoever I'm talking to, so <laughs>
1: if I'm in front of a bunch of, like,
0: you know, dude wings enthusiasts that I think are cute, I'm going to be like, yeah, wing- boneless aren't really wings, but now if I'm like, oh, if there's a really great comedian I want to meet and hang out with, I'm be like, let's get some vegan wings. Uh. All of a sudden, <laughs> Thank it's you so loud. you
1: completely selling out.
0: Uh. <laughs> well, I often like to say, like, this podcast, it is about wings, but it's really about people. Like, the wings yeah. are just a trick. Uh, To get people to talk to me. Like, who says no? Who's going to say no to that? what
1: I thought this podcast was about was the television show, Wings. Uh, Because I read a lot of my messages quickly. And especially, like, yeah, just if I know it's something that I'll I'll figure out when it's time. And I was like, yes, whatever your podcast is, you're a lady, you have a podcast, absolutely, let's do it. I'll be in Phoenix. I didn't know everybody was going on lockdown. So I was like, yes. And then I didn't even really look at the actual message clearly until today and yeah in scrolling i thought you said that we would talk about our favorite episode of wings <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope you did not lose
0: any time like frantically watching usa network to watch like oh, Wings. absolutely really
1: not wins. i was just gonna go off the fact that i had a weird like as a child probably a very weird crush on like thomas hayden church uh-huh. and he's pretty cute in a weird way yeah i don't he was kind of a dick and I think maybe it was like, as even as a kid, I was yeah. like, yeah, I just thought somebody who's going to make me feel like an idiot, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've watched, I've seen him in a lot of things. He's in that... A uh, show on uh, HBO Divorce with Sarah Jessica Barker.
1: Oh, okay. Kind of weird,
0: different show. It only was like two or three seasons. The but... show
1: Wings also featuring America's treasure, Tony Shalhoub. Yes. Thank you.
0: Was Tim Daly in that also? Or... Yes. Yeah.
1: I think so. That's where a
0: lot of hotties were born. Shit, it got loud in this vegan yeah. restaurant.
1: Is this going to pick all up on your recording? I
0: think it'll be okay. I think I can like lower the background, I'm hoping.
1: Maybe. It did get all of a sudden super loud. <sighs> I mean, if you want to try to move to another location, can Yeah, hold on one sec.
0: Okay. We are outside now.
1: Wow, at, take two. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're outside at Green Vegan slash Vegetarian Restaurant here in downtown Phoenix with Rena. Calm. I'm Hello. impressed.
1: I'm impressed by this whole place and this setup. I'm sorry really? if it's... Yeah. Good. I mean, <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> no, no. That's the joy of my life is that you take somebody to a restaurant and they're like, oh my gosh, I love it. You know that's my favorite. Thing. No, the
1: food is great, and I really just like this whole little. Honestly, for me, it's just a treat to see palm trees and stuff still, anyway. Wow. So, um,
0: I <laughs> <laughs> maybe something just does not want us to podcast. Um, uh, no, I live down. The it's like from we here. beat
1: coronavirus to do this podcast. A fucking traffic background is yeah. not going to take me down. <laughs> um,
0: I live on the other side of the ten. Is the is like you're now. You're really in downtown, and I live just on the other side. In the arts district of Roosevelt, and so it's just really cute. And there's, there's stuff like this, and it's see where I'm
1: staying is way north, and so I feel like I don't know anything about Phoenix.
0: You're staying with the one percenters up there.
1: Oh, I am. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Um,
0: it all makes sense now.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh, and that loud table leaves right when we move outside. That's okay. That's crazy. We're, you know what. I'm not going to be daunted (laughs) by the universe today. Thank you. Uh (laughs) I I don't, I I don't care. It's fine.
0: You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if this doesn't come out well, I'm like, you know what? We it's going to come great out great, lunch.
1: number one. We had a great lunch, number two. And number three, if people are truly really trapped in their houses, I feel like the sound of us struggling to be outside is kind of going to be, like, comforting to them. Should Absolutely. we pretend like there's, like, oh, my God, I can see the disease. Oh, my gosh, it's got my <laughs>
0: neck. It's burning. Um, Raina, tell us a little bit about you, because you're a road comic. I am. And how, how long have you been doing comedy, and how long have you been on the road, you know, doing comedy? Tell us a little bit more about
1: that. Actually, this is nice hearing the traffic kind of go by next to us, because it's like, yeah, talking about the road. Just so like Just like a typical slice of my life, uh, <laughs> eating in a vegan restaurant right by the highway. Uh, it's not a highway. It's just a regular street. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, I started doing <laughs> comedy, uh, I moved to Chicago to do comedy, uh, which I am glad I did. And I did, like, improv for a long time. And that was about, uh, how old am I? It was, like, 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And then uh, I started doing stand-up nine years ago, and it stuck. So touring just kind of, like, happened very organically. And now uh, I got rid of my apartment last January Uh in Chicago. And so I've been on the road full time for over a year now.
0: Wow. That's the
1: dream. Like you're doing it. So that's everybody's first response. And then like in my mind, I just do like a quick cut to a montage of all the things that they don't see about it, you know? And like, not that it isn't, it is, it's definitely the dream, but it's also like, yeah, don't, I don't want people to think that it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I unlocked a a fantasy. (laughs) 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 I mean, I'm like, It just kind of happened. It made sense. It was like a logical business move to not pay rent anymore or be in one place. And, uh, I mean, now it's a terrible move because now I'm just homeless (laughs) if all the shows get canceled. But uh, (laughs) otherwise, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of people see the stuff I'm doing and the places I'm going. And the instinct is to be like, I want to do that, too, without realizing the years of, like, driving to doing open mics at places and networking and things like that. That, like, made this even possible. So,
0: sacrifice really stands out to me when you talk about that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm living my dream, but I have to sacrifice a lot. Just
1: like you eating non-wing wings today. You know what I mean? Like
0: (laughs) such a hero, you know, like, to eat vegan wings, which are really just, like, little nuggets. uh, Why
1: do they call them wings, you know? Plant
0: protein. Well, let's talk about these wings because, okay, I, I did tell you, like, normally we make fun of people who don't eat real wings. Yeah. But... I'll do anything to get the guests that I want. Like, to talk to who I want to talk to. I'm like, you know, we can make that work. We had hamburgers last week in Minnesota. Really? No, that's
1: blasphemous. We
0: didn't even have wings.
1: I also really hope that the people listening to your show don't hold it against me and are interested in my comedy and don't really care what I eat, because I don't care what anybody else eats. Right. Like, I'm not making that
0: choices. But these were really good, I have to say, and I would have them again. These were the... um,
1: I'm going to eat one right now, and okay. I, I'm not going to let you guys hear it on the microphone because that would be rude. That's
0: why we don't eat on the
1: mic. Yeah. Well, you, you're talking right now. I can't so. stop touching
0: my face, actually, I realized I keep, ever since we sanitized everything, I'm like, ah, my face itches. Um, these wings, they're like little, it's a plant-based protein, I think, mm-hmm. and they're fried maybe or baked, but the sauce is really good. It's like a homemade buffalo sauce. It's got like onion and garlic, um, and they have this really nice little ranch dip.
1: Yeah, they do a homemade ranch, too. And also, I definitely just pulled the mic up to my chewing, so I don't know if that picked up, but I'm I'm here to tell you that I'm eating one and it's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was gonna ask, you know, a lot of times I ask people like, do you eat wings in your real life? And the answer is no, even when you ate, you know, you ate me. Yeah, when I eat ate meat, wings, and I only ate boneless do not, like, wings. Meat on the I've
1: always been weird about. I was raised really Jewish, so oh. being raised kosher, like we have a really weird diet, especially when it comes to meat and meat preparation. And so I just never really. I was always weird about meat in general, and so telling people I'm vegan is actually a lot simpler than telling them, oh, I like meat, just not that kind. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Because with, yeah, keeping kosher, it's like no bacon, no shellfish, and so, yeah, it's like you can't really, I don't know, a lot of stuff has bacon on it, just, or a lot of places you go, don't even think bacon is meat, they think it's a topping or a snack,
0: you know what I mean? Like or vegetable.
1: Right. <laughs> Man, I had a pasta salad in Omaha, Nebraska. Some <laughs> guy made me pasta salad, and I was eating it, and I was like, sorry, is there chicken in here? He goes, oh, it's shredded. <laughs> <laughs> it's shredded. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody has a different standard, and vegan seems to be, like, the easiest way to just be I sure. I with
0: you going around the country, like, you do see it all, like, a lot of crazy stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's, like, that's the stuff I, like, actually love the most is, like, the tiny little differences that – just make everywhere really weird.
0: Slice of life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Weird what, and cool, but what's also... What's your
0: favorite state to kind of visit, do comedy Honestly, in? and I'm
1: not saying this because I'm pandering, but Arizona is really up there yeah. uh, just because of how beautiful it is and, like, driving through it is so awesome. Yeah. And, um,
0: oh, yeah, because you were in Flagstaff last week.
1: Yeah, and That's I drove what's... through Sedona and went to Tucson and... Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like I, I didn't get to go to the Grand Canyon this week. I was gonna go up there this week, uh, just because. Like, I met somebody in Tucson one time years ago that said they'd never been to the Grand Canyon, and I'm like, how? Like, how? It
0: took me ten years of living here. I'm from San Diego originally. Yeah. Now I've been here fifteen years, but like, it took me about ten to go to the Grand Canyon.
1: Did you? Are you glad you went?
0: Yeah. Was it, it kind of like overhyped?
1: Do you feel no, or it's, it's majestic? It's, yeah, but
0: it's weird that there's
1: nothing. <laughs> I've so never heard anybody say majestic in that tone. Majestic. It's majestic.
0: <laughs> it's weird to me that there's nothing stopping you from throwing yourself over the edge. Wow!
1: I think we need to look into the urge to throw yourself off of the edge it's of the Grand Canyon recently,
0: and they had a name for it, and I can't remember what the name was. It was a French word, and it meant like. Dark pull or dark sweet something. I mean, they, I
1: understand the fear of it. I understand like the no, fear of it, about but the like, of like the fear oh, of the desire to want to jump off is something I don't else. I want
0: to jump off. It's just a weird thing that says I could if I wanted to. There's no Let regulation tell you, or government telling me not to.
1: I I'm not saying that this was like a smart thing to do, but when I was at the Grand Canyon. This is so stupid on a lot of levels just because, like, I have, like, a remote control for my phone to take pictures. Like, I have a tripod. <laughs> At the time, I didn't have a tripod, but I did have the remote. And I was setting up my phone to take selfies with just the timer. And I was trying to do something. If you look on my Instagram back in June of this year or July of 2019, not this year, this last year, I had one where I had my legs up... Uh, And, like, open towards the Grand Canyon. And I was like, I'll show you a Grand Canyon. And that (laughs) was the caption. Solid joke. Thank you. And one time when I was doing it, I had my, I, like, hit the timer, go, like, scoot over to the edge of the cliff to put my legs up. Yeah. And one of the times that I was just waiting for, like, the 10 seconds with my legs in the air dangling on a cliff, a bird flew out, like, a giant condor flew out from in between my legs. no. And I no, Rena. It was like a second later that the camera caught it, so you just see this look of like, what? Like, <laughs> like.
0: So that's what I'm most fr- afraid of. Like, people die every year, and it's always those oops deaths. Right. There was a lady, the year I went, there was a lady, like, the trail she was on was too crowded, and she kind of did a like, oh, sorry. <coughs>
1: Right, 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 right. You have to be so careful. And that, that bird moment was a real... Because I was being very that's careful. That's nature, though.
0: That's kind of the universe trying to murder you, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, what it really felt like in that moment, too, was, like, just because my legs were open and the way it flew out, it felt like I gave birth to a bird. <laughs> <laughs> it was the phoenix rising. Don't even say Look that. Look that bird. Oh, Don't, my God. That's really Where? Cute. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Also, get away from me. Yeah, true. <laughs> SARS is still a thing. Um... Okay, I have to tell you this, Please too, because this is relevant to Phoenix. I feel like when you're on the road, you're able to tune into things that are, like, just synchronicity, where, like, you'll see a thing that keeps popping up, and you feel like there has to be a reason oh, for that, you know? Yeah. Like, um, before I committed to doing this, before I left Chicago, I put together all summer, last summer, I was on the road for two months, and the longest of a road trip or a tour I'd ever done before that was, like, I think 17 days, and... I knew it was either... I knew it was going to change my life. Like, Uh I knew I was going to be different after that two months. And I was like, it's either going to be... I'm going to lose my mind or it's going to be amazing. And I think it was both. Um, And I kept seeing, like, just about the synchronicity, I kept seeing, like, pictures of Robin Williams, like, everywhere I went. And then it all kind of culminated with me getting to L.A. And I got to... Meet uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, who was very good friends with him, and and talked to him a little bit. And he was working on a project about Robin, and then I don't know. It just all kind of seemed to all connect in a way. And then at the end of the tour, I was like in a hotel room watching a Robin Williams documentary. Like, how is this happening? Like, why is this like such a through line of my?
0: Had he so, died yet at that point? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. He had.
1: So I was like, uh, but it was just weird that he was yeah. just popping up, and it felt very significant. Um, and I still think of him as kind of like, kind of like a vision board for me of yeah. just like one of those people that there. Are, a lot of people do comedy, and a lot of people are good at comedy, but he's like one of the rare people that like just put every part of himself into not the business, but mm-hmm. like just making people laugh, yeah. like being just an ultimate clown for these people, like Patch at, Adams. Yeah, I yeah. mean.
0: That's amazing. I love that.
1: Well, so I had... I shouldn't even, like, talk about this, but one of the other things I kept seeing on that road trip were paintings of phoenixes, like fiery phoenix birds. Oh, wow. And I was planning on coming to Phoenix. I had a show here. Um, But it was just very weird. Like, I kept seeing these phoenixes, and I kept, like, giving myself little, yeah, girl, that's just, like, a symbol of how far you've come and blah, 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 blah. And then... Uh... Uh... On my way to Phoenix, I got a call that, like, changed my whole life. And it was kind of like, without even going into it, it was like, whoa, I think you've been seeing all these phoenixes as, like, kind of a symbol of, like, brace yourself because you're going to need to rise up again. You're going to need to, like, pull yourself up, and, like, you're going to need all that strength, and you've gathered it, and, like, you're going to need it again. So I feel like it was less of a, like, yeah, girl, good for you, you little phoenix. It was like, you're going to need this when you get to phoenix.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. It's amazing how those things, like, sometimes you don't recognize them until after something's happened. So now you're a little more in tune to be like, oh, wait, I'm starting to see this a lot.
1: Man, there's a lot of stuff like that. Like, uh,
0: I I see numbers sometimes a lot. Numbers
1: happen a lot, for sure. I got arrested last April uh, in... Tulsa. <laughs> and okay,
0: side note. I saw that um, one of the things I was going to bring up is that, because I didn't know you before this, but I, when I looked you up, I was like, oh, we've worked with a lot of the same people. Like, we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. And I still see our in yes. that post. And I just met him at the Tower City Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. He did an episode of Wings with Friends. Oh, nice. With, um,
1: he Rick probably Shaw. eats real-ass wings. <laughs> um, Doesn't he? Wait, I feel like he, he smokes cigars. might like,
0: boneless. No, really? He, might, he wanted really hot, though. Those guys were so funny and they just had the best time. They were like the sweetest, the sweetest people. Yeah, he's so.
1: awesome. He was my attorney. And is he an attorney? Yeah. I mean, I don't, Gosh. I feel bad. I don't know if I'm supposed to like be, yeah. I That's mean,
0: okay. He's a great guy though.
1: He is. And he, he really helped me out and got through it all. And just, yeah, it's like going to be off my record and everything. But uh, the night that I got arrested, the night that I got arrested, looking back on like uh, my pictures that I took that night, it's like, Dude, were you ignoring all of these signs? Like, oh. I saw it coming in so many ways, and just, like, still, like, I feel like every time I've gotten fired, like, there's been so many things that I knew that day it was going to happen. You can't see it until you're and you, Right, and then, I mean, I'm telling you, the night I got arrested, the last picture I took at the open mic was a picture of Johnny Cash's mugshot, and, like... <laughs> Of him in jail. I mean, and yeah. then like several other pictures that night that were like, "Whoa!" Like, if I took this a was picture a come,
0: it would be foreshadowing. And like,
1: there was one picture I took that was just like a banner that said, "You'll survive," and like all these things that were like, "Holy crap!" Like, yeah.
0: Have you? Um, I was gonna say you should write a script or a book or a movie. Have you? Have you done? Have you thought of anything like that? Like, or yeah. Not
1: Um, yeah for sure I have a book on Amazon hello quick plug oh yeah Uh, but it's just a book of puns it's not really a storyline or anything like that or um, anything with what you would call a point Uh, (laughs) but I have I wrote that that's my like main merch and I really do I already have started working on a book for my I I don't even know when to say like for when I'm done with touring but I feel like it's like never ending it's
0: probably you know it's It's not just one mountain. It's probably, like, a bunch of peaks and valleys, and you probably get to the top of one, and then you start working on another one. So maybe it's, like, when you just reach that point where, like, okay, this is a collection.
1: Well, the book about touring, I feel like I have to do it, like, I want that to be, like, the main, you know, topic of it. Yeah. Uh, And so I have, like, ideas for writing another book like that, but at the same time, every idea that I have, all these things that people talk about, like, oh, you should do a YouTube, or you should do this or that or the other thing. It's like, okay, well, that'll be great once I'm not driving, because nobody really understands like how much of what I do is driving. It's just like, I can't, I can't do any of the business stuff, you know?
0: yeah. I want to ask you a little bit more about driving, but... Two things that I was thinking during that. Um, one, okay, Sierra Parsons was one of the people. Who else did I notice? Oh, Meredith Hopping. I met yes. her in St. Louis. She's fantastic. She's also wonderful. She's on Wings yeah has been friends. Oh, cool. And then, um, oh, my friend Carrie Gallagher worked with you in Flagstaff last yeah. week. Yeah. Carrie's she...
1: wonderful. Isn't
0: she great? Yeah, I just favorite. met
1: her. I told her, I was like, you remind me of like, and I was like, please don't be offended that I'm saying this. <laughs> but I was like, you come off to me like if Eliza Schlesinger was nice. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're we, uh, we're going to do a show together June 5th at uh, Tempe Center for the Arts, and we're kind of working on making it just, like, everything we love and, like, just, like, stand up and let's do sketches and let's, like, bring in our old projects. And, like, um, we definitely, like, we were talking about how we we try and we, we like people and we're not afraid to say it. And it's, like, sometimes people are like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. why are you so nice? And it's like, you know.
1: Oh, my God. She was so nice in Flagstaff. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I loved her set. And um, yeah.
0: Have you ever seen – okay, speaking of Robin Williams, and this probably isn't a good reference right now, but this is back before I knew Louis C.K. was a creep. I, was, I, I used to watch Louis mm-hmm. on FX, and I think I was watching it on Netflix, and there's these older episodes that were, like, vignettes. They weren't, like, the normal. And I was watching this one vignette, and it was in black and white, and it was about – and it was like, Louis, he's going to the grave of somebody who passed away – And nobody liked the guy. So I think you haven't seen this.
1: No. Or maybe I have, but I don't remember. It blew my
0: mind, and I feel like, I think it was right after Robin Williams died. So he's going to the grave. Nobody likes this guy. So he wants to go and just pay his respects. And he meets another man there. It's Robin Williams. And I'm like, is that Robin Williams? Like, what? What is going on? And they both knew this guy, and they start talking about this guy and how awful he was, but he was their friend and then they talk about how much he loved the strip club and then they go to they decide to just go to the strip club. there's more that happens but then at the end they go to the strip club. And when he says something oh our friend so and so died like all oh, the strippers start weeping and crying and ev-. basically nobody liked the guy everywhere else
1: except the strip club.
0: Yeah, it was a very clever episode. I think episode. I did
1: see that. Yeah.
0: And it, but when I saw it it was right after he died and I was like, "What?" It just blew me away and it was it was weird and um Anyways, I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> uh, Man. I don't
1: want to watch it a, again,
0: but I don't want to watch Louis. I don't know.
1: I honestly, like, I, I definitely think he's a very talented comedian and, uh, like, no doubt. And I think his last special, 2017, is his best special. I thought it was super good. And I do think it's, like, kind of deliciously ironic that his best special is named after the worst year of his life. Uh, but i so far <laughs> so far i i never I, I did notice about this, and i 'm not just saying this that like when I started really trying to like take comedy more seriously because I was never super into stand up before I got into it myself, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I always liked it enough, but it was just never i don 't know i don't like comedy no I'm just kidding <laughs> but I, I never I get that though <laughs> I never really watched a ton of comedy and then um I, like, downloaded a bunch of albums on my Spotify, I remember, and I would always put it on shuffle, and any time a Louis C.K. bit came up, I would always skip it. And this was before anything happened, but I think it was just because, like, his comedy is just the sound of a man complaining. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, I'm so mad at the world, and um, I I get that's most of what comedy is. It's very fancy complaining. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I just especially teaching at second city like every class i had the first day of class this conversation comes up about louis ck as he's still somebody's favorite comic and you have to have the conversation about like if that's okay and it's like it's kind of exhausting to be yeah. honest and
0: i am um, i have a hard time speaking of like oh i hate comedy or whatever i sometimes i have a hard time watching comedy cuz i don't want to compare myself I don't want to, like, sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, I'll never be that funny or I'll never write a joke that good. And then it's like, okay, stop it. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I don't like being, like, obsessed where it's the only thing I'm taking in. But I like, I definitely like watching people who are good at comedy perform live. Yeah. I like watching, um, I like watching enough of an open mic to, like, you know, remember what not yeah. to do. Um. And I think it's motivating. Videos are weird. Sometimes I'm into it and sometimes I'm not of like, yeah, I don't want to get, yeah, I think being on stage and being like watching live performers is like more helpful than what, when you're trying to like, it depends if you're trying to Like That's to rec- how it's
0: meant to be consumed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing's proven that more than these clips of the talk show hosts doing their shows without audience yeah. of like, man, when people aren't in there laughing with you, it's just not as good. It's just not the same.
0: When you're on the road, what do you do in the car to pass the time? Do you listen to stuff? Do you do books on tape? Like, what's your thing?
1: I really, honestly, that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, when it talks about, like, listening to, like, watching comedy videos or listening to comedy videos, you don't want to, like, you know, anybody's ideas to creep into your head or whatever, all that stuff. I don't really listen to a lot when I'm driving. No. Um, Sometimes I'll play, like, you know, like little clips of stuff or I have some podcasts that I like, like the news, and Mm -hmm. I listen to, like, the daily Show sometimes and things like that. Um but generally like I might yeah, I might just like not listen to anything for hours.
0: That sounds amazing. Like you um, need to clear your head and like be in your own thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I mean clearing my head feels impossible sometimes. So even just giving my thoughts space is like the real thing, you yeah. know? And even though I'm driving, it's kind of it's kind of non stop on the business end of things with like how many messages I'm getting in like um mm-hmm. You know, you have to, like, send your headshots and do all this stuff. And it's, like, I always have to, like, look for times to pull over to do real stuff. Mm-hmm. But anything that's, like, I don't know, anything that I can, like, read at a, a red light and then, like, kind of, like, slowly respond to with voice to text, like, <laughs> that'll take up an hour of my drive, like, you yeah, know? yeah, I can't wait
0: to watch the Wings show. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
0: no, I like that. Or did you do music ever? Or?
1: Yeah, sometimes. I've actually been in a really weird... Uh, has I don't know, I've, like, heard, like, a comic make a joke about somebody that said they don't like music. And, like, who doesn't, of course, ev- who doesn't <laughs> like music? And I go through weird phases where I noticed lately I just, like, wasn't listening to a ton of music, and I just started again. And, man, I've been really cranking out some tunes.
0: <laughs> so one thing I noticed from, um, you know, is. I think I've been watching you um, since you've been in Phoenix in the Arizona area, because all those pictures have come up. I noticed you have really good style. Oh, and, my God. Yeah, Thanks. like, I love to wear dresses. Okay. Well, <laughs> take it. No, I, I like to wear dresses on stage, and that's why in the winter it's hard for me, because it's like, oh, this doesn't seem right to be wearing a dress. But I noticed you wear dresses, and you had a really killer pantsuit on last night, or a jumpsuit. My
1: it's denim jumpsuit. Thank awesome. you. It's awesome.
0: So tell me about where that comes from. Like, do you like to dress up on stage, or what are your thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, I do. I like, I've been struggling with that actually recently because I, I told you before we started taping that I have to wear these like compression socks. <laughs> and it's really affecting my style choices because I don't want to wear anything that draws attention to this weird outline on my leg How or whatever. Where do they go? They're thigh high, so they're kind of sexy. Oh, can I touch you? Uh, but yeah, like this is oh, where okay. the, the, like, you can see there's like a line in my. I really couldn't. Well, I can't notice. Like, Okay, like, you I can, mean, but it's okay, you don't, <laughs> but I'm just I saying, like, you now, can yeah. see it now, and so okay. if I'm on stage like moving, m- under, right, jeans. especially, like, my butt sticks out, if, it's just, like, things where it's, like, I don't want to draw attention to that area, it's, like, my crotch, you know, so what's helped is wearing, like, I've noticed, like, wearing, like, short romper kind of things with yeah. the tights, kind of, like, That's oh, cute. that works, but then I've noticed on stage that anytime I wear short rompers, people stare at my crotch, um, not because it looks weird from the compression it, socks, but just because they're the like, like, oh, those clothes. are shorts. You know, I don't yeah. know, I don't know. It just feels really not good. Do you
0: think <laughs> is dressing up part of? You think it's part of your comedy, or just part of who you are? Or
1: the I don't think it's part of my image? comedy, but I do think that I learned from doing. I. I that's not true to say. I don't always, like, dress up fancy. And I I think it depends on the show, too. Like, if I'm headlining a club or featuring at a club, like, it's a nice club. People are paying money for these shows. Like, I want to look nice, you know? Um, But also, there was a show in Chicago, a podcast actually called I Shit You Not, where people came on and told stories about times they shit their pants. (laughs) And uh, I actually, I had a story about... um, Getting my period. But anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, the point of the show, it's like it's such a filthy show. It's like so dirty and gross kind of that like one of the things in the like instructions for the show is to wear like church clothes, like dress up oh, yeah. in your Sunday best. It's a live podcast? It was, yeah. Okay. And so it was like, you know, if you're talking about, I do a lot of dirtier jokes too. So I feel like if I look clean and presentable, yeah. then like I can kind of say more of the things I want to say.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: Um, but also like, what a great excuse to just like, I don't know. I like dressing up. I like doing my makeup, things like that. Me too. And
0: I um, my, like my first show ever. was like a showcase at a class. I think I, I wore like some gray jeans and like just a shirt because a lot of the women I looked up to in comedy, they're just really simple. You yeah. Know, ponytail. But then I realized like, when I saw the pictures, I was like, eh, that doesn't feel like my best.
1: Well yeah that's the thing especially I like, feel my best people are taking you're taking pictures all the time for promo, but people are taking pictures of you all yeah. the time on stage, and those are hardly ever good faces right. those are hardly ever like attractive pictures when you're on stage so I don't know like it definitely has motivated me to i don't know try to I just like it I also yeah. like watching people that aren't dressed up kick ass up on stage yeah, I think, so like, it's like
0: I have my own. feelings about it but like I don't care what other people do it's like this is what makes me feel yeah that's me
1: that's how I dress up like when I used to go out like in my 20s like I used to like you know do it I mean I used to try way harder of doing like updos and like crazy outfits and now I'm usually getting ready in my car so it's usually pretty like quick grabs Mm -hmm. but I still like dressing up and yeah the pictures.
0: Um, so, it must be kind of hard, like... I love pics, okay? What? <laughs>
1: I love pictures. I love <laughs> pics, so...
0: Who doesn't? Yeah. No, um, so, being on the road all the time, must be kind of difficult with relationships. Like, do you have crushes? Like, are you pursuing any... Or do you have any romantic relationships? Or, like, are you sad and lonely? Like, what's your deal? <laughs> and I only ask because, like, I do love talking about it. A lot of my comedy is about yeah. being single. Um, which is probably another reason why I dress up, by the way. is like, well, I'm, tr- I'm out here trying, y'all.
1: Well, let's but just get into that. Is that hard? Let's just get right into that shit. Because, yeah, uh, it's very different, the idea. We were just, like, the idea of, like, hitting on people from the stage as a woman is, like, um, not possible. Uh, <laughs> right, right? I was actually just talking to one of my friends. Ooh, we have the whole patio now. This is nice. Yeah. I was actually just talking to one of my friends about a show I did in Albuquerque. One time where a guy walked into the bar in the middle of a bit where I talk about how I hit on guys when I want to have sex is I'll say, do you want to make out? Yeah, and that's like that, Yeah, because the punchline is like, uh, if I'm going to put my mouth on a guy's mouth, I'll probably put my mouth anywhere because guys' mouths are disgusting. That's where their thoughts come out of. Uh, ah! so, <laughs> that's a great joke. Yeah, uh, I try, so when I said that line of like, I'll ask a guy, do you want to make out? This guy walked in the bar right when I said that. And so just playing with it, I was like, I just felt like, it felt like calling my shot of like, do you want to make out? And I pointed at him and he was like, yeah, sure. Like he just walked into the bar and he said, yeah, sure. And we had a good laugh.
0: Did you make and out? then,
1: yeah, we made out. Yes! <laughs> but it that. it wasn't like sleazy either. Sure. It was like, we ended up hanging out. He's a musician and. We all ended up hanging out at his house after the show, and we had a long night in deep chats before we ever, like, hooked up at all, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, But, yeah, otherwise, ladies don't – the guys that hit on me after shows are – yeah. It gets really disturbing and weird. Before it's attractive to me. I haven't had a lot of people
0: hitting on me. I've got a couple DMs, so I'm like, ooh, I'm making it. People have texted me. Uh, But then I'm like, oh.
1: Here's the uh, thing about the DMs, too. It's like, guys, like, I think it's different with guys and girls. Because when guys are pursuing a girl, they, I think, even if they don't know it, they want to have some kind of, like, ownership over the girl. And, like, it's, everything's, like, for them. You know what I mean? Like, everything you do, they have an opinion about how that relates to them or is important to their life. And it's like, actually, this has nothing to do with you. Right. My comedy, what I'm doing, this is... Yeah. They, they're they very self-important.
0: Yeah. And I've seen, when I'm o- opening for a headliner, like I've seen random girls, and I'm like, oh, you know, how do you guys know each other or whatever? Like, where'd you come from? And I'm like, oh, we met on Instagram. And so it's definitely easier or different for male comics oh yeah because girls are just like hey, hello, well i mean if a guy's
1: attract if a guy's funny then i'm attracted to him for sure you know but it's i think it's also different that's like a real the difference between men and women is that yeah. like for women a sense of humor is very attractive on a man and for a lot of men a woman that's clever or funny is like pretty low on the list
0: or it's something to check off their list but then keep moving
1: Right. Cool. Yeah. It's not as... Uh, men don't really always love women that are uh, a threat to their intelligence. <laughs> yeah.
0: Pretty much every... Um, many girls that I know that are, like, strong, outspoken, have opinions, or funny, or whatever, um, they have the same issue of, like, I can't get a guy. I keep getting ghosted. And I'm like... I had a friend recently who... Just, Gorgeous and, like, so great. And I was like, well, if she can have problems with this, then I'm not worried about it. <laughs> like, it's not... I'm not worried about it. It's not a it. physical thing. It's
1: a... I'll say this right now, as you asked about right now. It's, like, funny when that question or idea even comes up. A lot of my material is about dating relationships and stuff like that. Not well, a little bit. And <coughs> we're talking about, like, sexuality and things like that. And just nothing too personal for me when I can. I'm trying to, like, transition into not talking about, like, my ex or whatever. Yeah. But... Um, I can't even think about dating anybody right now. Just in the same way I can't think about doing any of the like office work I need to do. Like what? I li- the office work I need to do the admin sure. like I live in my car. Who am yeah. I gonna date? I'm do not you gonna be come
0: back to my place.
1: I've been in Phoenix for five days, and this is I think the longest I've been anywhere in a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I dated somebody for almost a year, uh, and we were together when I got rid of my apartment, and we kind of were living out of my car together for a few months, like five months. And, uh, yeah, can you believe that didn't work out? (laughs) Uh, Can you believe that didn't work? Uh, And it's, like, not even... I mean, there's, everybody has their faults, but also, like, I mean, neither one of us had a table to bring anything to, you know? So. Sometimes
0: it's easier if you're like, I'm going to chase this dream. I'd rather just do it on my own. Like, I can support, I can take care of myself. I can't take care of somebody else. Right. Maybe. I don't know. It's Interesting.
1: Yeah, I feel good about kind of compartmentalizing and telling myself that it's not even, like, on my list of um, interests or priorities until I do have, like, a house somewhere. Like, I live somewhere. Um, And so for me, that's honestly a relief because uh, it wasn't going well.
0: (laughs) Right. I feel that. I feel that. I think late last year I was like, fuck it. Fuck these guys. I'm done. I'm done with all these guys. Like, I just focus on me feels like a cliche now. Like, I'm just going to focus on
1: me. I've been but. also just kind of, like, exploring... Part of my talking about sexuality on stage is kind of exploring my own sexuality and just, like, my own patterns and stuff like that. And I don't really feel like I have given everything, like, a fair opportunity when it comes to dating and, like, you know, exploring what I'm even into. Yeah. I think a lot of my friends are in this similar vibe of, like, hitting our 30s and... or. Just being in this mode of like, wow, this whole time I've never thought about what I want. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always just gone with whoever likes me is like, that's my type. Like, whoever chooses me. And it's like, that's bullshit because I've ended up with a bunch of dingbats, you know? Like, what do I want in a person? And that blew my whole mind open because now I'm like, oh, I don't know. That is powerful. Yeah. And I don't know. I've kind of just, until I'm ready to date again, it's kind of nice to keep an open mind and be kind of an observer about it all. But.
0: I feel like when you, like you said, like, I'm not sure when this is over or if this is a mountain and then you get to the next one, but when you get to where you're going, like, it's, it's going to be pretty amazing, like, what you, what you'll have created or who you will have become or the content you're putting. I don't know. I, th- I feel like it's,
1: it's going to be pretty, like. I feel good about you saying
0: that. <laughs> is that no. an okay thing to say? Yes. Oh, okay. No, it's so I sweet. like, like yeah, no, you're in this, like.
1: I need that voice in my head, you know? Yeah,
0: like, you're in this transformative kind of, you're finding yourself, you're doing your own thing, you're not letting anybody, like, fuck it up for you, like, if you're just doing it on your own, and, like, whatever, however this ends up, it's going to be kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of trying to tune out. What I've noticed, especially, and it's usually a man, but anybody that tells you what you should be doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not always. Some people have really good advice, and I always am, like, open to listening to it, but... Nobody is going to, like, push an agenda on you for, like, what they think is the right way for you to approach comedy. Like, I saw, like, a a meme on Instagram or whatever, but you'll never be criticized by somebody who's doing more than you, Mm. you know? Like, I feel like there's so many ways to go about the arts and go about comedy and go about all this stuff that it's, like... I feel like a I feel like a river, like trying to find where I can run through. You know, well,
0: and that's that's one thing I've uncovered with this podcast and talking to so many amazing people is I really just want to be around other people who push each other and like support each other and clap for each other. You know, I don't want to be around people who are negative and tell me what I can't do. And we're truly in the era, unless we all die of coronavirus, (laughs) we're truly in the era of do whatever you want. You don't. There's no rules. You know, you don't have to. You know, you, there is no, like, you have to do this and then this and this before you can do this and this and this. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty stoked Speaking about it. Speaking of
1: crushes. Uh.
0: Hey, hands off. <laughs> hands off. Any of this hot Phoenix ass is mine. Yeah. Uh, that's. So I just moved down. I moved downtown a year ago, and I was in the suburbs. And it's. it has been – I feel like I needed this. Yeah. Because I don't want to go to New York and L.A. and be like, oh, no. You know, like, I want to feel –
1: are you planning on moving to either New York or L.A. or just, like, to visit even? When like I visit. Yeah, well, I – At this you time – You probably stay here, right? I mean, it's nice here. I want to move here. <laughs> well,
0: here's the thing. I um, I went to L.A. for a week to kind of just feel it out and do shows at night like I would do here. And, um, like, I don't feel like I need to move at this time. I think I'll know if it, if that happens. Um and also i feel like 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 you're doing you don't need a residence you know or you don't have to be in one place or the other to work in other places right so i i feel like i probably have more work to do i don't want to be that kind of comic who has who does all that before you have really good jokes and really good sets like i i think i have How more long have work you been do.
1: doing comedy for
0: it's going to be 5 years this summer
1: yeah, that's when I was having those same kinds of like debates in my head about you know, or not even debates, but like knowing that like yeah, like five years in is when you're like okay, like I guess where am I going with Go this? Forward or stop yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not stop, but it's like you know, like yeah.
0: well, okay. I have had merch and I and I have stickers, but I, I always say like I don't want to be that comic that has like merch before you have good jokes. Like work, I think the answer. I'm all am sure the time you have some good jokes. I, I think I do. I think I do. I'm currently Arizona's funniest person with a day job.
1: Whoa. Uh, which is the only
0: contest that we have here. Um, <laughs> so I like to say that because um, it was so hard. Um, no, but... <laughs> is um, that a real thing? Yeah. Funniest it's, person with a day job? So it's, the, it's, it's Arizona's funniest person, basically. This one's yeah. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. And he does them in every one of his venues, but... Um, it's a contest that lasts from, like, April to June. Yeah. And it's super fun. I I, I was in it for a couple of years. I never won. And, and last year, in 2019,
1: I won. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got $1,000. That's awesome. But wait, what's the day job part of it? Is that just well, your title th- that you added in, or no, is that real? No, that's the name
0: of the contest. And I think it's to indicate...
1: Oh, like, so just, like, they're not amateur full pro. Comment. Okay. Yes. I've never heard that before, but that's... I get they it. They
0: really... I mean, there's a... It makes it super long, but I'm going to say it is just, like... Er, I'm going to call it Arizona's the funniest person because it's the only large contest that we have. I, The improv used to do one, I think. Other places used to do one, but I don't think there's any more. So I'm just going to go ahead and say funny person. Yeah, that's person.
1: awesome. And, like, honestly, like, I don't know. I'm just uh, – like, I'm planning on moving to L.A. at the end of the year yeah. just because I need to pick a spot. But the more I think about it and – the yeah, I mean, <laughs> this last week has made me be like, well, Phoenix is not that far from L.A. Mm-hmm. And, like, thinking about, like, I don't know. It's just –
0: so I'm glad you're thinking I about I want to have a that. good,
1: happy, like, comfortable life yeah. as much as I want to be, like, proactive about my career, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, um, I think um, I moved here from San Diego before mm-hmm. I did comedy, but definitely the cost of living is is less. So I think that's – that's the other thing. I'm like, well, why would I go there and double, you know, my rent or whatever? Well, it's the
1: opportunities and yeah. all that stuff. But if you're not ready for the opportunities, you know, yeah. then – and, I mean, I I'd, I'd like to be ready for a lot more opportunities – and I don't think I can be in my car, you know, right. so I need to live somewhere. And it feels, like, stupid to hold back and not push myself. Honestly, like, moving to L.A. for me right now would be on the list for me of, like, facing my fears. And I'm a big okay. believer in that, like, dangling off the Grand Canyon or whatever. Like, face your fears kind of a thing. And... Um, I'm not afraid of living in... I lived in Chicago for 15 years. Like, I'm not afraid of living in a city, but it just feels like um, I've been in this really protective little, like, cocoon of doing comedy, like, on my own terms and without a comedy scene or any of the scene politics. I just kind of get to, like... I don't
0: think anybody needs that.
1: Yeah, and I don't think there is as much, like, little drama in cities like New York and L.A. Like, everybody's actually focused on the business, you know? So... Yeah, that's like the one thing about when I think about, ooh, wow, I really do love being in Arizona. Like, imagine living around here, being so close to, you know, all these places. It's appealing, but then also, any smaller scene, you have to deal with, like, that level of drama. Yeah. And just the ways we all waste each other's time, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't so know. So, lots
0: to consider. I think, yeah, I think we're, even for our own situations, we're kind of thinking through the right things and asking the right questions, and I think the right answer will make sense when the when the time comes.
1: Yeah, it has this whole time so far. I feel very much like everything I've done has kind of been like, okay, well, this makes sense now, and yeah. this is like where we're going, and yeah, <laughs> and here I am in the middle of Arizona it with is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I was
0: in Minnesota last week, not afraid of a week. quarantine
1: because I, I haven't
0: told you already. Oh. No, but um, everybody was so excited that it was going to be sixty-five degrees last Saturday. Like they were just like. And when I mentioned on stage, they were just cheering, and I was like, "Are you kidding?" I had to turn on the, the AC at home. You know, it was like just the perspective is so different. But yeah, but, so now I really appreciate this because I almost ate shit on the sidewalk because it was all full of sludge snow. Really? Uh, so I'm like, "Oh, this is why everybody likes it here so much."
1: I mean, I grew up in Massachusetts, and then oh. moving to Chicago was kind of like the winters didn't phase me that much just because I was mm-hmm. used to being in snow for half the year. Um, but this is my first winter away from Chicago, and I'm like. Oh my God! Why did I stay there so long? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. All right. So with that being said, I think all things have kind of led to this. The question I really like to ask yes. people as we wrap it up. I do like to think of my podcast as like a vision board. Kind of You're like the
1: ultimate there. wing woman. Has anybody ever told you that?
0: Really? I always a wing woman. Never the bride. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe like I. I do like to support people, but I think it's also. Supporting myself too, like I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things, but I'm like saying. Them I to mean, I was just saying also. that because of
1: the wing thing. I don't yeah. really, yeah.
0: Sometimes <laughs> we have a wing man or a wing woman. If like there's somebody who's tagging along, they're not really like the main guest, but they're got just little, it. It's like they're a little crumb man. Like, oh, you can be a wing man. And then I think we all
1: know the ultimate wing man was Tony Shaloub and this show Wings. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it
0: back. So my question to you is, what in the next? I'm going to say one year. What do you want out of comedy like what would you like ideally we're gonna put it on the vision board and it's gonna happen for you what would you like to happen in in the next year
1: um i would like to get my tight five real tight and see i'm gonna ah see anytime i start trying to figure out what i want i hit this like con- this roadblock in my head of like Work on your tight five. Submit to late night shows. Then the other thing is like work on your hour. Make an album. And those are two totally different things. But
0: those are two really good specific goals. They're goals, right? So a tight five for late night, uh, late night shows. Yes. And then an album, which is an hour. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, but they're totally different. You know? What would
0: you call your album?
1: Oh God, I don't even know because honestly, it probably would just be like comedy because that's what I use. Is that your real name? My last name is Calm, yeah.
0: Oh, nice. I was like, is this a stage name or not? But that's really neat. No, yeah,
1: that's really it. I just try to smoke a lot of weed to live up to it. Better uh, than
0: Upchurch. Like, what? Uh,
1: no, what? that's good. There's something, Stand Up with Upchurch, Mary Stand Upchurch. Oh,
0: I never thought about it. They called me Mary Butt Church in middle school.
1: Um, um no. <laughs> <so good>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
0: I got my butt first, like, as I grew, you know? Sure. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I know how
1: that goes. I really grew into my clit. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry that's like a thing i've said before it's not just okay
0: we're comedians like we're supposed to we're supposed to say things
1: like that the patio is now full Uh, (laughs) do you
0: guys want a sticker thank you here you go Um, oh nice well thank you so much for being with me today rena where can people follow you Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) follow me on this truck i'm catching my ride (laughs) Um, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at Rena Calm is kind of my most frequent posting thing right now. Facebook, I have a business page, uh, which sounds really serious, but I also put videos on there. I'm trying to start working on YouTube, so YouTube's going on. I'm calm247. <laughs> I got to fix that. <laughs> and I have a website under construction, but right now Instagram is my best plug
0: Fantastic! Well, we wish you all of the luck and success in your thank career. You, like, Mary. We're so I'm so happy to meet you. And you too. It's been fantastic.
1: Yeah, thanks for a great meal, too. Yeah. Score. I'm going to,
0: might be vegan, maybe-ish.
1: Huh? Something. Vegan? Yeah, I do it. I might turn
0: it. I don't know. I need You're going to
1: get a lot of hate mail for this.
0: <laughs> but I'm going to be so hot. Um, <laughs> um, you guys, thank you for listening to Wings with Friends. We'll see you next time uh, if we don't die by Corona. Thanks. Bye.